All right. Well, that was a lot of fun this morning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, though you can tell those are things that both you and I are passionate about. And that's, it's so, it, it's such an interesting topic. And I, I love talking about those things with, with agents, with consumers. I think it was really important that you mentioned that, hey, let's, let's make sure that we're telling the consumers what we're doing for them and all the value that we're providing. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Now, as a side story on that, was kind of interesting, kind of a segue. Um, a friend of mine, I sold uh, a beach lot to years ago probably three years ago a nice nice lot on on reddington beach and he built a beautiful house probably four and a half million dollar house and then he called me he's like hey you know our daughter's having a baby and we're going to be moving and i think once you come over and tell us what you think the house is worth and i said okay and they said well you know you know we've we've heard from some friends we should hire this agent right who's sold a lot of the high-end stuff and i said you know what we're friends whatever you want to do is cool right i'll still help you in any way Reform, but let me ask you just a couple questions. I said, what do you think is the big benefit? Well, she does a lot of advertising and magazines and things like that. I said, okay, right. And you know, so would I, if it worked, right? Well, what do you mean? I said, well, you're moving to Orlando, right? So let me ask you a question. His wife, I said, let me see your phones for a second. Hold your phones up. And how are you searching for homes right now? Like, which, which app are you using? And let me just guess, it's Realtor.com and Zillow, right? There's no magazine that you're searching on that has anything special. I said, so 1982 just called and wants its advertising plan back. It just doesn't work, right? The reality is eyeballs are on properties nonstop. I said, what you're, what you're hiring is somebody to have your back and somebody who actually understands how to sell because this sale, and this is true for every house, this a sale is making people feel comfortable and making them feel confident to make a step, which is to purchase your property, right? And let me just explain some of the things that we do as a company to make things work, right? For example, let me talk about when somebody drives up in their car. Here's what I can tell about them right up front. Bum, 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 disc, VAK, all those things, marriage matching connection, all those things, make them feel comfortable. So nobody needs this house. This is the last thing anybody needs. They, this is an emotional purchase that requires a comfort level. And my whole job becomes comfort and that's the whole thing. So we talked about agency and we talked about sales. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. What, how much of that did the other person ever mention to you, especially agency? And the answer was none. I said, well, ultimately the decision is yours to who do you feel comfortable having your back in a negotiation and making sure that we can get the best price that we can and have in your back, do whatever you feel is right. And then he said, 100%, no question about it. You take this. Right? I love, the, I love the, the fact that not being attached to the outcome. I'm not attached to the outcome. I told you that right from the get-go. You look, I mean, we're friends. We're going to be friends. Everything's going to be fine no matter what. You do whatever you feel is best for you, but let me ask you a few questions. And in every question you asked him, walked him down that road, made him think, feel, look, see at what's important to him. And it's just, it's that's all we do. We're just holding hands and walking down the road, just trying to get him to what makes the most sense for you. If it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Let's figure it out together. Either one's fine, right? Literally. It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter. I mean, I know, but this goes back to yesterday. I know for a fact that there's nobody that's going to out negotiate and out um, work me. And this isn't, this is, um, I, I hope that comes across the right way. Okay. Because you have to have this exact same passion, yeah. right. As, as I do. And I know for a fact, right. Because you know, I've been doing it for 20 something years. I, I understand my trade. I understand how to work a contract. I understand how to crank up inspection period dates and loan approval dates and how to use contingencies and force different things and, and 
talk to the lenders and squeak out all the information I can. I understand how to call out BS, right? And there's a value to that. And you guys understand the same thing. And by being in classes and days like this, you're just elevating your, your level. And you've got to talk about it, guys, or you're just going to be another realtor. And realtors are like dinosaurs and they're going extinct, right? You have to become a passionate communicator that brings value. On top of the you know, 20 some years of experience and knowing exactly what the hell you're doing, just that mindset that you have about that. And when you give that kind of attitude and mindset off, you attract that kind of attention and attraction back to you, law of attraction. You put those thoughts out there, that feeling, that confidence that you exude that, you get people that give that right back to you. They in turn have confidence in you. They believe in you. They know you can do that. So a combination of all those things is you just step in there and they just know you're the right person for the job. And then as you walk them down that path, that's just, we're just answering a couple questions and all of a sudden the decision is theirs. When you were the one that was right there, got their trust, walked them through it and they're good to go. And when they ask you to sign the contract is when you know you win, right? Yeah, right. When, hey, um, when are we going to get to the contract signing? I just want to get this over with. <laughs> but, but going back to what we talked about this morning, now don't think that I didn't sit in that room and walk through that door in neutral, right? Yeah. And, and sense the moods and sense the energy and sense the attitudes and watch the facial expression and the attitudes and all the stuff that's going on. And I just stepped right into their world, which is what we talked about this morning. I don't right? care and, if they're your best friend, a family member, I don't care who they are. You better have a process and you better go back to basics and to neutral every single time because you may know something about them, but they're expecting something different from you maybe for this. So you have to go into neutral and you got to get into that mode every single time. That That's your job. They deserve that from you. They don't just deserve to be your friend. They deserve to get the best of you, the best at what you're doing, the best of your job. And that's to make sure that you can communicate with them and they know they can trust you and you know you can trust them. And the other part of this is, is you're 100% right, is you have to have a pipeline because guys, not everyone's going to want to work with you and not everyone's going to be realistic on the price. Not everyone's going to meet your definition of a good lead or a, or a good client and you're going to want to walk away and sometimes they're not going to hire you and sometimes it might hurt your feelings, but get over it, grow up and next, right? That's the biggest number. But if you're attached to the outcome, you're going to be devastated when you don't get stuff through. So today we're talking about FISBOs and expireds, which is a numbers game. All this is, is just a, is a accumulation process, right? Is yeah. figure out who you're going to talk to and why. And I truly believe as, as when I was just starting out as an agent, I love for sale by owners and expireds, because if you're going to just go logically for a second, <clears throat> let's find people that want to sell their house. That's the name of the game. It's listings or buyers. And you're kind of going to gravitate towards what your natural what you're going to work on first. And I just learned early age that listings are the name of the game. I was Mike Ferryized, right? And the, the business is talk to people. The more people you talk to, the more money you make and talk to people that want to sell their house and you're going to have whatever lifestyle you want, right? That's, and that's holds so true today, just exactly the same as it did then. So FISBOs already want to sell their house. Expireds already want to sell their house and they see the value in an agent. So they're the perfect, perfect people to go after and, and connect with and build trust with, right? It's perfect. Yep. I had the same saying when I first started in the business, the FISBOs was, that's what I focused on in the beginning. The first four listings that I got were all for sale by owners. And I was able to get two of them within the first 30 days of starting to make those calls just from taking that kind of mentality. Look, they want to sell their home. It's, I think it's, I think it's, if I'm not doing my duty in my job as an experienced professional real estate agent, if I don't call them, if they end up listing with somebody else, I did them a disservice by not calling them 
And that's the mindset I told myself. And I just went out and picked up the phone and tried to connect. That's exactly, that's right. And especially today, guys, like I said the other day in the opening statements with Craig, as long as you get into the living room, you won, right? Or the Zoom call, the presentation is the win, right? The outcome of the presentation is something we can just tweak along the way. But your win is getting to, let me show you what I can do. Let me show you what I think the home is worth. Let's talk about it together. Let's have a listing presentation, right? That's your win. If you don't get it, oh, well, right? You're not going to get them all and you don't want them all. But you have to, you should just not feel good if you don't get in front of the living and them in the living room. If you can't, presentation is the name of the game. So we're going to talk today about what a, the mindset of a FISBO, the mindset of an expired and how we can enter into their world to just get an appointment, guys. That's the win, right? So, you know, I love this one, the little, the FISBO cocky matrix. The, cock, the cocky matrix. <laughs> I, I love it. The cockiness factor here. So the, here's the issue. So we've got cockiness is the light blue line and motivation is, is the dark blue line. So be realistic. If you, especially in this market, read the headlines. Markets are the all-time low, uh, lowest inventories ever. Interest rates are the slowest ever. Buyer's demand is unreal. It is unbelievable. And every one of us is shouting out on our Facebook, Instagram, I need inventory, I need inventory. So you're sitting there thinking, hey, honey, you want to sell the house? It's a $300,000 house. Everyone's charging us 6%. It's 18 grand, right? Let's try it on our own and throw 18 grand into a badass trip or how about a year of private school? right? We're dumb to not start. Let's try it. Yep. So change your thinking going in that why not well, try it. Also think of this. They're thinking of their friend, one out of every 75, 80 people has a license. They're thinking of their friend who's an absolute moron who got his real estate license and has a couple listings. And they're saying he did it. Why don't we just do it on our own? We could save 18, 20, 30,000 hours, whatever that number is. So you really got to understand where their head's at and what they're thinking. And that's, it's a logical thought process. Why the hell wouldn't you? And this is something I tell this story a lot in, in Next Level. One of my friends, Kenny, when he moved over here from, from um, Texas, oh, yeah. he said, I need, I need an agent. And I see, I see, he said, give me one. I said, nope, um, go get a FISBO sign. Go to Home Depot, get a Sharpie, write your phone number on the front. He goes, I don't have time. It's a corporate reload. I got to get out of here. I said, I know, but we are going to find the most active, aggressive agent in your neighborhood. And we're going to interview them. I'm going to tell you what to interview them with. And we're going to, I'm going to help you choose one. Right. So that's what he did. Put a sign out front and he found the agent that was actually knocking on doors aggressive and, and worked that marketplace. I was hungry and passionate. Right. So you got to think about it. there's a lot of people doing that, too. And then but let's walk through this matrix for a second. So you start out saying, honey, let's try it. 18 grams, 18 gram. You know, I used to sell Girl Scout cookies. I'm a badass person, whatever the deal is. They all have their own little success stories. So let's try it. And they say, OK, so the sign goes in the yard. Motivation isn't there. It's getting there. There's a reason they have to make their bed, right? So they've got to go through something. There's a reason they want to sell, but it's not pressing them in the face right now. So they're trying it. And then as soon as the sign goes up, what happens? Nosy neighbor, nosy neighbor, nosy neighbor, nosy neighbor. Hit Zillow. Everybody's got saved searches. A new one came up. Oh, it's there for sale by owner. Let me see if I can take advantage of these guys. Let me call them. What's going on? So their cockiness level actually goes way up in the very beginning. And here's the problem. You as an agent, knock on their door or call them right now. Right. What is their what is their mindset in this, this stage of their their physical career? I just got 15 calls in the first two days. I have my neighbor who said his sister's brother wants to buy it because they want to be close to them. My other neighbor's thinking of putting their mom in the house so they could be even closer right around the corner. I got a buddy in New Jersey that said we've always wanted to be in Florida. He called me as soon as we were talking about it. 
Everybody wants my house. It's going to sell. I don't need you. No problem. Thanks so much. Leave me your number, but I won't need it. And I'm not going to call you back. Oh, no, because the seller is a marketing Jedi master at this stage. And it was the magic Sharpie that just made pixie dust fly around the house. And it's absolutely going to sell for probably over full price. So yeah. that's what you're walking at. So you knock on the door and say, hi, I'm Shirley with Century 21. Um, when do you want to interview for an agent? He says, right, everything Chris just said, summarized into that little move right there. And then you're like, Chris, this doesn't work. These guys are mean. And you're like, Fisbos don't work. Okay. And then so you go to another one, you get the same type of thing. But this is a process. And I want you to follow the process. So the first week, first couple of weeks, phones are ringing, showings are coming, the neighbor's mom, sister's cousin's dog wants to come see it. All the stuff's happening. And they get really cocky along the way. So you as an agent, or if you're finding them at that stage, you just have to be prepared and mentally say, okay, here's what I'm dealing with. They got a cocky matrix. They're on this wave somewhere along the line. It's all depending on motivation. Align with them. Align with That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. That's amazing that you have that many people coming to see your home this weekend. Holy shit, it's probably going to be sold by that weekend. Why don't I give you a call on Monday and just double check to see if you need any help with the contract that they're going to write on it and see if we can walk through that. Get them right. Is it aligned with them. Let them know. You did an awesome job. That's great. Man, right. You'll get a better result. I love it. Yeah. Who are you using? Who's your title company? Who's, I'll tell you what. I got a mortgage buddy. I don't care if they use them or not, but I'm, I'm just trying to help you. Let's make sure the buyer that you find is super pre-qualified before you sign that contract. I'll look at it for you. I'll give you my title girl if you want to. Right? I, I don't want a penny from you, man. I want to make sure you just get as much as you can from this one. That's fantastic. Right? Yeah. That, that's the mindset. This is the only thing you can do at this stage. Because any one of you who says, well, did you know that 95% of pursuit buyers end up hiring an agent and they, you know, they end up selling for 6% less than normal? Bam, there's another one. That's, that's, all, that's all they're thinking. Like, it doesn't matter what you can try. You can't sell them on anything. That's all they're thinking is get out of my face, out of my face. I got this. You can't sell them on anything. The only job that you're doing is to align and build trust yep. and hold their hand along the process and help them. Because, guys, think about the byproduct. What if a buyer comes and say, oh man, I love your house, but we really needed that extra bedroom. I was hoping that that den would do it, just not big enough. I'll, I want him to say, you know what? I got a good buddy of mine. His name is Jeff. Here's his card. Why don't you call him, right? Is that a good byproduct that might happen? If, if I'm not a pushy salesperson, I want to be there. Yep, not attached to the outcome. Because yeah, we don't know what that outcome is going to be. The outcome could be the neighbor's home that you list because you did such a great favor for this guy and took such good care of him. That could be the absolute outcome. So don't attach to an outcome that you already made up in your head. That's right. And where are you moving to, man? I'm a badass negotiator. I don't want a penny from you, but how about I hook you up with a badass agent down in Naples? Right? I've got a, the, the best network in the planet, which you heard about earlier today. Right? So help them. Your whole job is to hold the hand and make them feel supported along this way. Now it might sound odd because you really want the listing, but you really don't. You want $130,000. And the $130,000 is the byproduct of building trust and helping them through this process because I promise you, he knows the neighbors as Chris was just saying. And he's got moms, dads, uncles, sisters, coworkers, and everything along the way too. And yes, there are other agents that he wants to, but we're gonna be doing things that other agents aren't gonna do because if you were paying attention to us earlier, you're gonna be shifting into neutral and you're going to be finding some commonalities and you're going to be mirror and matching and checking out his eye contact and his posture and his gesture and his vocabulary and his words. And he's going to say, I love you. I'm not using you, but I love you. Right. Yep. And that's great. That's all we're doing. So this cockiness matrix goes up and you're riding with them all the way along. So this is every Monday. Hey man, how's it going? Oh God, you got one on the hook. What can I do to help? 
Can I call him? I want, again, I want nothing from you, dude. I want to make sure this happens. What can I do for you? Let me take a look at your contract. Yeah, think of it like this. How are you going to get into their tribe in the beginning? When you're calling them, you're not trying to sell them. You're not trying to get their listing. I'm trying to figure out how I can get into your tribe. Because if you sell your home on your own, I still want to be on you in your tribe because your neighbor, your neighbor's not going to be the one that wants to sell their home on their own. They're the type that they want hands off, somebody else do it, take care of it. And they're going to tell the neighbor about how awesome you were. You took care of them. You aligned with them. All of those things that they trusted you, you felt like you could trust them to list your home if you did it that way, if you didn't sell it. So that's your job. Let's build some trust. How do I get to be part of your tribe in the beginning? And never, ever, ever fight with them. Because the one thing you don't want to do is continue a conversation that somebody's given you resistance, right? I'm all about resistance-free, resistance-free selling, frictionless process. That's it. So I'm here with you. Go back to the matrix. I'm here with you here. That's awesome. Oh my God, you're, show, you're an amazing person. Maybe I could take some sales classes from you, dude. That's awesome. You got that many phone calls? Sweet. Awesome. Cool. And then what's really going on is he gets a lot of shows. You know the drill. And people say, oh my God, I love this house. It's fantastic. Don't sell it to anybody else. I'll call you tomorrow. We're going to sleep on it tonight. And the guys ghost on him. And then five people ghost on him. Six people ghost on him. Somebody gives him an offer that's 80 grand under his asking price. Right? You know the drill. It happens. But we can't tell him this is going to happen because then we're fighting him. Now we're just going, oh, man, are you kidding me? That's unbelievable. And then when it starts breaking, the confidence and the cockiness starts to break saying, honey, I know you've been trying for a long time. It's been three weeks now. You know, what do you think we hire an agent? We really want to sell this house. She's now looking at houses right, in Naples, and they found one they really like, and they know they can't buy it because this house isn't sold. All this internal stuff's going on along the way, and all you're doing is being the guy that's there. That's your whole job, and walk in them, align with them, walk down this path, because as this starts to go up, the motivation goes up, and the cockiness has a little couple little bumps along the way, but cockiness hits motivation, and it's a millisecond in time, and I'm telling you, it happens this quickly. They blink, they search. Remember yesterday we talked, or earlier today, we talked about where your eyes go up and it says, honey, who, which agent should we have? Visual recollection, remembered, right? Going back into R is remembered. So if when they search and go to remembered, your face better pop up. And if it doesn't, you're dead because there's no selling your way into that space. It's only trusting your way into that space. So that is the name of this game, guys, is holding the hands along the process until they're ready to make the move. And that millisecond, you win. And you don't know if it's this week or three months from now, guys, because you don't control their motivation. You don't control their internal chatter. You don't control anything. You can't sell. You just have to be there and hold their hand. So you better have a pipeline full of these and I think if that, you're going to use them. That's important to know. So one of the chats came in and says, is, is this chart for uh, 30, 45, or 60 days? Yep. It's not really a specific <laughs> timeline because you never know. I mean, you can have a, a for sale by owner that's out there and he's cocky, he's cocky, cocky, cocky for 30 days, 60 days. And it takes his wife putting her foot down and saying, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. And all of a sudden it shifts, but it can happen after the first week because he gets 20 million phone calls and he just doesn't know what to do and can't keep up with it. And it shifts then too. We never know when that's going to be. That's why it's so important just to be able to earn their trust and become part of their tribe because at any point in that 30 days, 45 days, seven days, 60 days, 90 days, at any point during that, that's when that can really shift and you need to be the person that's right there with them. And that's why you fill your pipeline up because you're going to have some that may convert or give you an opportunity seven days in, others that are going to be 60, 90, you know, 120 days in. Some are going to sell and that's great, but that's why you got to have that pipeline filled up with them.
That's right. And, and how many should you have in your pipeline? Depends on your business plan, guys. Depends on how much money you want to make. Um, and in my opinion, it needs to at least be 20. You need to have, if you're going to work this as your pillar, you need to have at least 20 of these that you have this relationship with people saying, hey man, how's it going? What do you need from me? And I'm going to show you the Fizbo guide again in a, in a couple minutes and little things that you're going to be able to give them. I mean, there's so many different touch points. Give them a copy of the contract. Give them the home inspection. Give them this with certified pre-love. Give me your home inspector. Give them the title guy. Give them the mortgage guy, right? Walk the house. Help them out. Declutter the house. Do things. I mean, give, 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 right? And you're earning the trust along the way. One of the chats just came and said, Palm Beach County, at least 20% sell on their own. That's awesome. That's so much easier for you to call them. Now it's completely resistance-free. You reach out to me and tell them, hey, I mean, you got a great chance to sell this thing on your own. I just want to know how I can help you. Now you just align with them, get in their pocket, get in their tribe, get in their family, help them any way you can. Like Jeff was saying, get them a title person, get them a seller's property disclosure, get them a loan officer, convert, give them a little bit of help on staging the property. If anything looked a little off, let's just kind of have some conversations, get in their tribe, because if 20% sell on their own, what do the 80% do? There's another 80% out there. Let's look at the other side of it. Let's look at the 80% that don't. And do you know which one is going to be the 20% that sells? We don't know. So let's get out there, fill your pipeline full of the people that you can connect with. And even if they do sell on their own, now you have it. Hey, keep me in mind. What about your neighbors? Have you talked to anybody over there or even do some circle prospecting around it and say, Hey, your neighbor's home sold in 20 days. We've got a ton of buyers lined up. And I was just curious, when do you plan on selling yours? You got a lot of different opportunities there, but it, this is all predicated on you making those contacts in the beginning and aligning with them and making it resistance free and just getting into their tribe. Remember our temple, our little fuck out temple, right? <laughs> I really want you guys to just allow this to just take over your minds for a little bit. And all you really need is the total emotional connection to know that you're going to make 10 grand this month. Okay. I'm telling you, and then stop getting attached to the outcome of Mr. Jones on Oak street, right? It's going to kill you. It's going to destroy your business. All you're doing is making sure that you're talking to Mr. Jones on Oak street because you just got to unattach guys and say, what's going on? How could I bring you value today? That's all you have to do. And then you don't know if Mr. Jones on Oak Street's cousin, right, is just relocating a big company down here. It's amazing the things that happen. You, when you get unattached to the outcome and don't get commission breath and go from a point of giving and building trust and connecting, that's all you have to do. So when I'm saying you have 20 people, there's 20 people that you are actually connecting with to say, how, what can I do to bring value to your life right now? What can I do to help you? without asking for a damn thing in return, because it will come back to you multiple times over, you know, the old laws and it just is the way it is. So that is the one thing I have to figure out how we can stress this guys is just let it be just roll through. Now, how do you find these Fizbos, right? So this slide here, Zillow is my favorite thing on the planet, man. They're just, it's just so nice to do that. Or you could buy some subscription services, go to Vulcan seven, go get the red X. They'll do the searches and the polls of the Fizbos. And then if you want to try to find numbers a little bit better, so Century 21 and 21 Online, you've got the Spark system and it's got forewarned. It's got about a 75, 80% hit rate on contacts, guys. It's an amazing tool that's sitting right there. So you've got that. And you can go on to um, Remind and do all the searches you want for these people. Learn about them. How long do they live there? How, long, what's their, how much do they owe? What's their interest rate? Who's their mortgage with? Go on to Facebook, figure them out. What's going on with them? It's fantastic. You know, it's one, two, three, any street. You have their phone number from Zillow. Now just take an extra two minutes and learn about them a little bit, find some commonalities and go talk to them and see what you can do to bring value. It, it's that simple.
So I've had some yeah. people ask me, why would I want to use like Vulcan 7 or the Red X or Land Voice or any of those companies for FISBOs? And here's why. There's a lot of people who go on Zillow and if you are an eye personality, you're going to down the rabbit hole you go. You're just, you're, oh, pretty pictures. Look at that. Well, that's never going to sell. And you just go crazy with it. If you pay, if you're the type that doesn't have that set already out and you can't just go to Zillow and pull numbers, pay for a service that has them. All you do is click a button, it spits all of the numbers, all the addresses out, and then just go straight down the list. That way you don't mess with any of the other stuff with the pictures. Do what Jeff's saying, get on to Remind, look at their sales score, look at their mortgage interest rate, look how long they've lived in a property, get some more information so that you're armed with a little bit more of that, but you're not gonna be distracted by trying to grab it off Zillow. That's why you would pay for a service like that. But in the beginning, you don't need it. Go to Zillow, pull all the for sale by owners off of it that you can and just start calling. And guess what? If you don't want to screw it up in the beginning, call somebody in a different county. Call them, call them in someplace else that you wouldn't list them at. And it doesn't matter if you screw it up in the beginning or not. Get some practice with them. Get into that practice and hone your skills in. So when you go in and you start calling to people in your area, now you're much better for it. That's absolutely right. And then when you're recalibrating yourself, and realizing that all you're doing is saying hi in the same way that they're saying hi and asking them what you could do to bring some value to them, right? You're going to take the pressure off yourself because there's no pitch, guys. There's no sale. There's no way you got to make it happen. So they're going to say, ooh, come list me. It doesn't happen, right? You just have to be top of mind at that millisecond when the cockiness and motivation curve, just they find that intersection point. That's the whole name of this game on there is that. Um, Real sure is something that I don't think we started buying again yet, Chris. Have you heard that? I don't know if they did or I, did they hit the pause. I haven't heard if they've reopened. I know uh, the company behind it, Home Partners, is buying homes in they are, Their but website's I, back up and it's active, and I popped in a couple addresses this morning, so it looks like it's back. I just haven't heard the official announcement. Same here. But, same here. but if it's not, it will be. And Real Sure is something that's amazing, guys. Real Sure is your ace in the hole that you can talk to these guys and say, hey, look. While you're looking for another buyer, I've got a, I've got a buyer who's looking for property in this property. I've already checked your house out and it's something they want to buy. And I'll give you a, an offer. And it's an offer that's good for 45 days. In fact, that's just part of the deal is you got to wait to see if you can get a better offer. But you could put this in your kitchen counter so at least you know you have your house sold. Right? And then that's just an, an angle. We'll do another class on that later. But, I, but go to realshore.com to check it out. It's something that's part of our Realogy family right, that they put together um, with Home Partners Hedge Fund to do that, but it is an exclusive inside of Realogy, so it's pretty cool. So it's things we have other people don't have there. So short version on this is walk along the side of them, right, don't sell them, be real, help them, connect with them, be there for them, and own the space in their mind as the knowledge broker. Your job is just to be the person they call and say, hey man, I've got a problem with my AC, do you have a guy that can come over and fix it, right? All everything that's home related i want them to come to you and just stay there and just offer to help them so going over here for a second because i want you guys to see this and i know we've talked about it before but i want you guys to see it so this is a fisbo guide that i think is pretty cool now what i love about this chris is the resistance that i hear from it no way in hell i would ever give this to a seller are you crazy that just it undermines all of our value you're giving them everything away for free why do we even need that I have other agents call on me sometimes saying other agents from other companies saw that you guys doing this and they think it's the most ridiculous insult to the industry and screw you guys. And I love it. Right. Because they can Google or YouTube everything else out there, put it in their hands and be the person that gave them that value. Be the person that's here. Same thing. Align, get that trust. 
hey, I'm here to help. Here's what I would do if I was going to list my home on my own. Here's some of the things I would do. So just start taking a look through that. The reality the is, go ahead. No, I said thefizboguide.com. That's the website. Mike also put it in the, the, uh, into the chat too. So for anybody online, you can get into the chat. There's a link there if you just want to copy and paste it out of there. Uh, you can go to that. You can take a look at it. It's a public site, public info. And I'm just going to flip through it real quickly here just to show you because I think this is a really great thing Puma put together for us here. And this is a guide for selling your house. Why? And basis is why would we do this? Well, because we actually care. I mean, you want to try it? Try it. Here's everything you need to do. How to get your price, how to work with the complexities, how to do the contract. There's the key exposure. Here's what you should do. Put your sign up. Make sure you text it to everybody. Put it on the internet. You can get on MLS websites. You can pay a fee to put it on the little shit websites to list yourself. Go on social media platforms. Put it on Marketplace. How should you position it? How are you going to search your competition? Go see your competitors. Pretend you're a buyer. Go stalk them. Go look at their videos. Go look at their other walkthroughs. What's important to you, time or money? Here's a sample high-level value range. Here's how, what it is. Here's your RPR. Here's your AVM. Here's your potential list price. You should maybe get an appraisal done. Why you should get an inspection up front. You should get a home warranty. There's some paperwork. These are things about the contract. Here's the difference between the standard and the as-is. All offers are not equal. Make sure that you really look at escrow, inspection periods, financing. Which contract should you use? Make sure here's the process. Researching the competition, the market. Get your photos. Get it listed. Put the sign. All these little check marks are saying, this is thorough, man. If you're a C, you're going, yeah, baby. Do you right? know if you're an I, you're going, oh, God. Do you know what most, most people, when they're looking at this and reading this, they're, just, they're feeling this. They're doing this because they haven't done half of those things. And they're just feeling like they're getting beat up and I need to do more. And I got to get some of that. And for the ones that are going to do it, that's awesome. Let them do it. But your job is, for those of you who think that FISBOs are too big of an objection and everybody else is calling them, this takes all of that out of their hands. Hey, I'm actually not calling about your listing like everybody else is. I'm actually calling because I want to deliver one of our guides to you. And I want to show you exactly what you need to do to sell your home on your own and get the most amount of money for it. When can I come by and drop that off for you? There's no, you're literally no objections right there. They can't object to that way. So you're going to tell me how I can sell my home for the most value and you're trying to help me and you want to give me all the tools that I might need and you're just going to drop it off and leave it for me and answer questions for me? Yeah, because I care. What's, what's, the, what's the catch? What do you want? No catch. No catch at all. So here, I'm a, I'm a professional in this market. And for me, it's all about making sure I give the best service. I think, I think the majority of realtors don't provide the level of service that's expected of us. So I want to be the person that sets that difference. I want to be the one that everybody can turn to and say, you know, that's, an, that's a great guy out there. I'm tired of people here. I'm tired of hearing people relate realtors to used car salesmen. So I'm the person that's coming out here to make that difference. There you go. And I know you have neighbors and I know at the end of this transaction, when it goes well for you and I helped you, that you'll probably maybe put a good word and say I was a good guy along the way. That's all I really want. And just have the conversation. And, and I'm here. Here's my cell phone number. Call me, text me. I'll help you anyway along the way. Here you go. Print it out. Put your bio in it, right? Do a little stalking. If I know it's Joe and Shirley Wilson and I go into public records and I go into Remind, guys, everything is at your fingertips now. And then I'm going to go find them on LinkedIn. I'm going to find them on Facebook. And I'm going to see if I can find them on Instagram. And I'm going to learn so much about them. So when I happen to drop by to drop off this guide, I might find a couple of commonalities in that conversation. I might find a way to re-engage them in the next week and hold their hand and walk them down this cocky curve in this matrix. Because guys, they know everything that's in this guide. Like Chris said, how do I sell my house? Type it into Google and on YouTube. And you can sit there and binge watch for weeks. And it basically says, do everything that you already know you need to do. Check out your comps, do some marketing and sit back and get a good contract.
Now this guide also gives you your, it literally can give you your step-by-step follow-up plan for the next, I don't even know how many weeks with everything that's in there. All you do is pick one thing on the guide and call them back next week and say, hey, did you get a chance to do this? Or did you have a chance to look into that? Or I just wanted to call and check about that offer. Did you see the offer page? It asked about this, this, and this. You literally have a reason to call them every single week for the next like six months. And you have so many talking points with them that are completely, have no objection whatsoever. It's literally, I'm just here trying to help and provide value and trying to earn and trying to make sure that you know that I care. Love it. And guys, I promise you this works. I know this works and it will work for you. And there's zero resistance. There's no fear. Your drunk monkey is going to short circuit because he can't fight you on this one because you're not doing anything except saying hi and asking what you can do to help. Now, it's up to you to make sure when you say hi, you're doing it in, from a neutral perspective. They're actually gaining positive impact and the person actually enjoys the brief conversation with you because that way you're repeating and approving and doing all the stuff we were role playing earlier. So then it's invited for a follow-up contact. Right, so you follow up with them at the end of the week, follow up again on Monday, talk to them, shoot them a text saying, I was just thinking about you, how are things going? A little video text here there, hey Chris, it's Jeff, I just drove by your house, wanna see if you got any buyers yet, if you need anything, you hit me up, man, bye, that's it. Never, hey, are you ready yet, you ready to hire me? No, they know that's what you want, they know you're there for that when it time comes, right? Yep. Never even have to open your mouth. Because we have this logo sitting around us on our chest and doing everything that we're doing, it's clear what we do, they know we're plan B, just make sure that you're the right, your plan B and you're thought about in a favorable fashion because they know six or seven other agents, but they haven't done what you're doing for them, bringing them value and not pushing them. Well, I think you made a good point about video texting. If you want to set yourself apart from the other 100, 200 agents that are out there calling, it's probably not even that many right now. But if you want to set yourself apart from them and you want to have the best opportunity to connect with that, with that homeowner, Video text them, meet them first, identify the V-A-K-D-I-S-C, and then video text them and communicate with them with the way that they perceive, perceive what you're saying in the best light, and you can start earning more trust with them. You're going to be able to have the best impact on them by sending a video text. How many other agents are doing that? Their phone's just ringing and saying, oh, I wanna come over and interview, when can I get the job? Oh, when are you gonna list your home with me? Send them a video text that's just checking in with them and it's gonna make such a bigger impact. I just looked at the participants. Stephanie's online right now, not even with our Century 21 company, another Century 20 around the country. And she just, she sent me yesterday after our class about the video text. And she said what she was starting to text people. There's her phone number. And she sent me the video. She, during the break, she went over to hey, a FISBO. Morning. I am Stephanie Burroughs and I am with Century 21. And she did her whole pitch of what she actually went to a server. And she's never done it before. And she just had it. So that's success right there. She just said, you know what? I'm doing it. And I'm so stoked to get that those text messages from you guys. It, it just fires me up. Yes, and, yes, yes. <laughs> but you can't do it one time. Yeah. Can't do it. The, the fortune is in the follow-up, the old cliche, but it's so true. Less than 1% less than of all sales are made on the first contact, less than 2% on the second. You don't get to double digits until you get to contact number four, time, the fourth time you're really talking to him, and then you're really only in like 15%. When you get to contact number five, your, your chances of creating a sale go up over 50% or just about 50%. So five through eight is your money right there. You gotta hit them back till you get to that fifth through the eighth contact. Now, sometimes it happens sooner, sometimes it happens later, but the average is the majority of sales happen between contact number five and contact number eight. So this is 
a game. This is a little bit of a longer play, but if you're in it for the long run and you play it the way we're telling you to play it, you're going to have such a better outcome than everybody else that's out there because you're going at it from a trust factor. They're going at it from a sale factor. That's the difference. That is, it's the, that is the whole difference there, guys. It is, it's, it's just simple. Please just give us the blind faith of just saying, I know this works. Guys, we're aligned with you. We make money when you make money. So I promise you, we're not going to tell you anything that doesn't make us money too, right? So just know that you've got a good partner here that's going to streamline your check because your checks are checked too. So you should embrace the fact that we do make money with you. So that's a good thing. You got, you have our attention, right? So we'll keep that there. So Fizbo Guide is something to embrace, thefizboguide.com. Use it, download it, add your bio to it, add, your, add whatever you want to it and to make it you. But this is just a good thing to kind of pass out. If you don't want to, don't, right? It's up to you. It's just another thing for you to actually use. So expireds. So we'll switch the gears on for sale by owners. Please do it, guys. And it works, but please commit to it. Like we talked about at the very beginning, this is, this is a July, August, September move, which is also October move. So just say, I'm going to go reach every single for sale by owner that is in my marketplace and I'm going to get to know them. And I'm going to whittle down to the 20 that I had a good connection with. And I'm going to stay in touch with them every single week. And as they sell or as they move on or as they list, I'm going to replace them. So I constantly have 20 in my pipeline, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. And you will never have to worry about money or income cash flow again because you'll constantly have three or four listings in inventory and they'll be cycling in and cycling out and selling in a new one, but you've got to keep 20 in your pipeline guys I promise you it works. And it's not hard. It just takes you having that. Why that says, okay, I need 10, 15 grand this month. And I will do this because I know it works because I promise you it works. Yeah, okay? back, back to that mindset. When you put that why into your head and slowly work out your comfort zone so that that why take, why takes over, it makes a huge difference. You'll get better at it and more comfortable with it as you do more of it. But until you do more of it, it's always going to be the, the drunk monkey talking. So let's just get out and do it. It absolutely works. Just get a clear, concise focus, set a massive action plan. Let's take some steps and let's get, get, get it moving. That's all that it takes. Okay. So Fizbo's have an interesting process because they don't see yet the value of having an agent, right? So understand part of their mental sale process to themselves is seeing value in having somebody represent them. So that's it. So the beautiful thing about expireds is that A, they have to sell. B, they're six months closer, most of the likely, to having to sell because they started this process six months ago that's caused them to go through the mental anguish of hiring an agent, making their bed every morning, telling the kids to straighten up their toys, going through the stress, and they overpriced or whatever their issue was, they couldn't show it, something happened, they took it off the market, and then expired, okay? they already see that there's a value to having an agent. They likely just didn't have a valuable agent, but they see the value of an agent. So yeah. you have to recognize that that happened and you either have to mop up for the industry, right? And just kind of make up for the fact that they had somebody bad, or you have to just acknowledge what happened with their marketing or pricing and just kind of show them how you bring the value. So you, it is a totally different game than for sale by owners. It's a totally different approach. It's a totally different alignment and you need to be ready for that. So understand what happened. Chris, why do you think people expired? What's the most common reasons the houses expired uh, that, you're, that you're finding? Well, typically what you see, the most common reason is going to be, you know, price and condition. 
those are probably the combination of the two. The condition was a certain way and the price wasn't where it needed to be based on the condition or the price wasn't, the price wasn't where it needed to be period just for the house. It's usually a, a price issue for, for the most part. For the most part, or they had a, a bad tenant. It's an absentee property and the tenant wasn't very conducive to showings or who knows, or it smells like cat pee, right? Which is, you know, it's, 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 it goes hand in hand with pricing because somebody would take the cat pee house, just not a full retail. So it's, it all goes back to supply and demand and, and what else is out there in the market. But the answer is it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a, there's a million reasons a home's going, going to expire and it, it really does not matter why it was off the market. What really matters is how can I be the person that's there to help them? How can I be the one that can, that can earn your trust back and how can I help you? And what I see a lot that stops a lot of agents in their tracks on expires is they say, well, they wanted 485 for it. And I don't think it's worth that. I don't even want to have that discussion because when I tell them it's really worth 380, they're not going to like me. Right. So, and the drunk monkey wins because he, he won. It, it's irrelevant what they wanted for the house. It has zero bearing on the future. And today it, it you know, six months ago, a month ago, yesterday might've been relevant today. It's, it's irrelevant. The process is what's going on in your world. When do you want to be somewhere? Why do you want to be there? Where do you want to go? And what can I do to help you? That's it. it but it, so how much do you think my house is worth? What do you think it should have sold for? Honestly, I haven't even gotten to that point in my process because we're not there yet. I just want to see if there's something I think I can do to help you guys. Yeah. I'm Jeff. Right. If, and if the, price is the, if the price is your objection, I just talked with an agent two days ago that listed a listed and expired. That's all he does. He listed it for $65,000 less than what it was listed for previously. So it has nothing to do with the price. When they see the value in what you provide, when they see that you like them or they can like you and they trust you and you're the person that's there just trying to be there to help them, there's going to be a great alignment between you. There's going to be some rapport that gets built and it doesn't matter what you tell them it's worth because they're going to trust you. It doesn't mean they're going to list it at that price, but they're going to trust that you have their best interest in mind because you do and if you don't then you're not going to last in this business guys so you 100 percent have to get passionate about how can i help this these people how can i enter their home and solve their problem right they've got a problem there's something going on in their life that is causing a real estate move which is stressful as hell guys it's not fun nobody enjoys moving it's not good right so you have to understand and you've got to connect with these people that's just the way that it goes down to so it's sit there so it goes back to these three questions can i trust you um do they know that you're good at what you do and do they know that you care about them and these are the things that you can't just sell you have to demonstrate and you're going to demonstrate by seeing what you're going to do so i wrote down here let's explore their emotions what do they actually want right many times guys our best job is to talk people out of selling their house right do you need the cash from this house? If you don't have equity and you, know, you think you could rent it for more than what your mortgage payment is, keep it as a rental property and go buy something else with 100% financing, right? Or 3% down, right? Talk to them and explore options and see if there's any way they can keep this asset, right? Same thing with for sale by owners. It's a great conversation to have with these guys. And if you don't think they've had the conversation with themselves, you're out of your mind. So why don't you go in selflessly and say, let me ask you a question. Is there any way possible you could still keep this house and not sell it? It's the, it's the most valuable asset held long-term you're ever probably going to have. So is it remotely possible you guys can keep this house and then go buy another one? Right? It sounds contrary because I'm talking myself out of a check, right? 
or am I? Or am I really talking myself into a $130,000 asset? Correct. That's the difference there. And that's when you go in with that attitude, that's completely different. I've told people before, said, look, this is going to sound crazy coming from me, but I, I just, I feel like I have to tell you, I mean, coming from somebody who only gets paid when I sell your home, if you don't have to sell this home, don't. Why would you? It's an amazing asset. It's, a, it's an appreciating asset. You could rent this out and put cash flow in your pocket. You should probably never sell real estate at the interest rates that they are now with the amount of cash flow you can get. And tell them that, be honest with them. And they're gonna tell you straight out, no, I really have to. Or, you know, I never thought of that that way. You know, no other agent has really said that to me. They've all been just trying to get, get the property back on the market. You know, it's gonna give you a different perspective in their head and they're gonna see you as a person that they could trust. Yeah, and especially if you say, hey, look, I did my research um, before I actually came over here and I noticed that it looks like you have about 180,000 in equity, right? Which is congratulations, by the way, that's fantastic. Have you ever talked to anybody about maybe doing a cash out refi on this house, right? And then maybe using some of that cash to make the other purchase, right? And then keep this, if you could rent it out for more than your payments would be, especially at low rates, it's something to explore, guys, and, and just throw an option out there. This is it's a game changer, guys. When you really approach it, really approach this stuff without commission breath, things things just naturally happen for you. Yeah. Well, the, the the questions that are there that you wrote in there, all of those get answered with with your script. Mm -hmm. Your script goes right through every single one of those questions and gets you the answer that that question is is going after. So when you have that script and you always have something to come back to and you follow the scripts and you have a system and a process for it, it's going to get all those questions answered. And that's really what you're after. Get some questions answered, build some rapport, build some trust. Yep. And then go into the app, right? Boom. There's your app. Century 21 Beggins app. Opening up. In just one second, it says, where are my scripts? I've got written scripts and I've got audio scripts. So you could just listen to your scripts as you're walking around the neighborhood, going for a walk on the beach or whatever you're doing. You want to hit your written scripts, hit your written scripts. And it opens up and there are your scripts. You want to hit your expired script, go down to your expired scripts. And then look, look at it, right? We can't make it a whole lot simpler than that. You want to hear how it sounds, click the audio things, and it's me and Craig role playing them for you, right? Okay. So that's the simple. And then you can get the words completely out of the way with the expired. So you can actually pay attention to the way that they're standing and going, Oh man, you know, and then you need to change your mindset into, oh man, <laughs> right? And your and your communication and connection totally changes that way, right? So that's that's the beautiful thing about it. So what I wanted to do with the last few minutes here is I want to actually role play the the expired listing, um, just just in concept. I'm not worried about the exact delivery on it. And for the expired list script, just right from the app right there. So, hey, it's Jeff Baggins, Century 21. Listen, the reason I'm calling or the reason I'm here is that you know, your property showed up as an expired listing. And I was just calling to, to see, you know, when can I interview, when are you going to interview agents for the job of getting the house sold? Uh, you know, Jeff, I really don't. I, it, it was such a horrible experience. I really don't need, I don't think that it's anything we're going to entertain right now. I, I, we're, just, we're just really frustrated right now. So uh, right now, I think we're holding off. You're going to hold off a little frustrated right now. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And why, why did you even decide to sell? Why did you try to go? If you sold the property, where were you guys trying to get to? Well, we, we, we needed a bigger place. I mean, that was the whole reason we were doing it. We had another problem we really wanted. We, we needed to sell this one to get into that one. And it just, it didn't work. So, you know, the universe is talking to us. It's probably not meant to be. 
So you found another house that you wanted and you tried, or you just knew that you wanted a bigger one? I mean, well, you know, you get on an app and look at anything out there. We saw a bunch out there we liked. I mean, kind of had a couple we were really kind of eyeing in on. We, we didn't do anything with them, but we knew we had to sell this one first. So. Okay. Yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times you do. Sometimes you don't. Really depends on the motivation of the seller and kind of their timings and issues and what's going on there. There, so no real time frame. It's just a matter of you and your family just wanting a little extra room, then, right? Uh, we need we need the room. We we need the space. But like I said, it's probably just not meant to happen right now. So you know, I'm not sure what else to do right now. Well, it didn't happen yet. And then when, when you know when things work out the right way, they happens. When it happens, it happens. And the time's right, it's the time's right. What do you think stopped the house from selling? Because you're actively on the market there for a little while. Did you have any showings? Did you get, did you get some action? Or? No, I mean, we have people coming through. The agent said that everything was good with the price. The home the home looks great. I mean, it really doesn't need anything. So I, I don't know. If we knew that, we would have sold the home. But I mean. I looked at the pictures. It looks great. I mean, you cleaned it up. It looks like you did some recent remodeling on it. I mean, it, it shows really well. So I'm actually surprised you didn't get some action on it there. How did, how did you happen to pick the last company that you that you chose there, just out of curiosity? My my wife knew a neighbor, and the neighbor had somebody that they had used before, so we uh, we had them come over, and everything seemed like it was a good fit. So we okay. had somebody that she knew. Okay, so somebody that your wife knew seemed like it was a good fit, and that's kind of how that happened there. So they must have done some things, just, just out of my professional curiosity there. What do they do that you like best? Like, what are some things they did well? I mean, they were, they were with a large company, so a large brokerage that made me feel comfortable and figured that they would, they'd have the best opportunity and they knew what they were doing. I mean, that's, I felt confident behind the, the brand that they were with. Okay. So you felt comfortable with the brand that large company seemed like they knew what they were doing. So uh, if you, you feel like you had the whole package sitting there, it just didn't kind of work out there. What do you think they should have done? Was there something that you kind of, I wish they would have done a little bit more? Like what would that have been in your mind? I mean... I don't know what y'all do or how y'all do it, but I mean, I didn't hear anything for about three to four weeks at a time. I mean, and when I would call and get an answer, all I got was you need to lower your price, you need to lower your price. I mean, I, I, I get it, the price might have been on, but I mean, we haven't heard anything. Nobody told us what was going on with the home. Nobody called me, nobody let me know anything. And whenever he did call, it was just tell me that you need to reduce the price. You're kidding me, you'd go three or four weeks without any contact with them? Wouldn't, wouldn't hear anything. I mean, we, you reach out with a phone call, you get a text message back and, and just real simple. I just didn't hear anything. I mean, it's, it just wasn't, right. fun. It wasn't a good experience. Even bad news is no news of just something. Hey, I had a show and they didn't like your house. Have a nice night. Right. That would have been fine. Just communications. Then man, that's, I'm sorry to hear that. That kind of reflects a little on the industry sometimes, you know, let's say things, things change and you do something again on this. And what are you going to expect from the next company that you do choose? obviously to sell the house. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. I want to sell the dang house, but I mean, I also, uh, I, I need to hear something. I want to know if we don't, if we don't know what's wrong or what's going on, I mean, how are we supposed to take our next step or change anything from that? If nobody tells us. I get it. No, you need to hear something. You've got to have that feedback, whatever the feedback is, you need to hear it. Cause that's the market speaking to you, right? That's no, I get it. I get it. Now, let me ask you this question. Are you still actively looking for another house? Is this something you still want to do? Or you, or you hit the pause button? I know you said the universe talking with you and all that stuff. But are you guys really seriously thinking about doing this again? Because the market is such right now. Let's say you and I get along and we work together, whatever it is in the future, and your house is going to sell. Right? I'm going to get the house sold. There's not even a question in my mind. But it's scary because if you don't have another house in mind, you don't have everything buttoned up and ready, 
you're going to be in a bind. So let's, let's pause for just a quick second and let's talk about really what you want. Are you working with a lender right now? Do you have everything set up to you? Because I want to make sure that you guys are in a perfect position to take advantage of these rates. And I think they're going to dip again. So just you, you're, you're in a luxury pattern right now. You've got so many great things going for you, but you don't have to do anything. You can just do it when it's right. And when the universe aligns and things work for you, you can just pounce. But when I work with my clients, I make sure that you're perfectly ready and to pull the trigger and then things just fall into place when they fall into place. I'll tell you, if, if you ask my, if you ask my wife, we would be still moving. If you ask me, I'm not quite sold on it, but you know, we've got all of that done. We talked with the bank, we have all the money, everything's lined up. It's really just come down to selling this. And for me, it's just, you know, it, it just, it didn't line up, but you know, my wife still wants to. So depending on who you ask, you're going to get a different answer, but I mean, you know, it, it just depends. I, I you know, really, there's no certainty in it right now. Okay. What do you want to do? Would you just remodel it? Would you add another room on? What, what would, what's your solution? Uh, I, I wish I had a, a more clear answer for you. All I know is this is, that's what I wanted and it didn't work. And I just got to, we, we just have to regroup. Got it. It's regroup time. That's not a bad option, by the way, because when I looked kind of at the aerial of your house, it looks like your lot's pretty decent size. I don't know if you ever looked at it, but you know, it might be an idea. You're sitting on some equity. Not a bad idea to talk to a contractor about maybe adding a, maybe another floor or maybe putting a master suite and freeing up some room and, and do what you guys want to do. It might be a, a more cost effective, easier, less disruptive option for you guys. And yeah, something to explore, you know. If I want to stay married, we're probably still going to end up moving, but like said, it depends on who you ask. That's a whole different decision you guys need to work on that one there too. But listen, what I want to do is I want you to take down my phone number and, and I'd love to stay in contact with you. I love your house. I, I think you and I get along pretty well. And I like to kind of just show you, you know, what's going on in the market when you're ready and what we do interview for the job and show you what we're doing as a company. We're selling 20, 30 homes a day. We've been doing this for about 30 years in this market, about 55,000 sales. I can go on and on. But the, the point is, I know what I'm doing. And I know I have to put a bunch of money in your pocket and do a great job when the time's right. But in the meantime, I want to be a resource. Talk to contractors if you guys want to. Talk to lenders. I'll come over and just give you some of my feedback, thoughts, whether we work together or not. I'm the most non-pressure person in the planet. And I just want you to know that you, uh, you got somebody here that has your back. And I'd love the chance to interview and work with you in the future. I, that's that's fair enough for me. I mean, I think that's we can definitely you know communicate at some other time. I think really regrouping right now is good. I mean, we can have a conversation, my family and I, and then you know go from there. If you want to try coming, just just try back some other time, and maybe we'll have a, a better answer, or a different answer. And you never know, maybe my wife will find a better home that she a home that she really loves that, and we'll we'll have to do something that I don't know. Well, I, from what I'm gathering, this is I think the the idea here is really there you just nailed it on the head we got to get your wife emotionally connected to another house right she's got to find really what you guys want and maybe that's where i can at least begin a relationship with you guys to show how great i am from a negotiation and locating process and maybe you and your wife and myself we can jump on a zoom call and i can just kind of get to know the wants and needs and, and thoughts and talk with your lender and just really get the team together while you guys regroup your thoughts i can start keeping an eye out I'm really good at this one. Once I identify the neighborhood or the streets you guys really want, I'm no stranger to door knocking and talking to people. I've got a lot of data in my fingertips. I could tell who's likely to sell next in certain neighborhoods and, and try to find out. And you're not in a hurry and we're not in a rush. So let's do it right. Let's make sure things align perfectly and let's figure out where you guys are going to be happy in the next place. Because as soon as it's time to sell this house, I'm going to have it sold. That's, that's the last worry in the planet. 
most importantly is the kid's going to be happy, the wife's going to be happy, the new neighborhood going to work, stress is out of your world. So I'd like to start that way if it works for you guys. So. Yeah, I think that sounds good. We can do, let's, let's take that. Let's do that sometime. Okay. I'm going to shoot you my contact and just and then text you and then let me know sometimes we'll just communicate back and forth and then we can just jump on when it's convenient for you guys. If, if Zoom's cool with you guys, it's, it's great. Cause this way I can open up my, my MLS searches. I can start doing some Google earth with you guys. I can understand the wants and needs and what's important to you and drives and everything that's important. So you don't have to think about this anymore. So when the right house comes up, then we get this house sold to happen in the meantime. And I just love the shot to work with you guys. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I really appreciate your time and um, talk with you soon. Reach out with any questions. I don't care if your AC goes out or you just any question about your house. I got people. Okay. Got it. Talk to you soon. Bye. Cool. Well, let's grab a couple of these chats real quick. So, cause I know we're winding close on time. Yeah. So a couple of chats. I like the dialogue, but what if you cannot get the owner on the phone? Do you have, do you have letter scripts? So if you can't get the owner on the phone, cause a lot of numbers are a little off, you just got to dive in to start asking questions. So one thing you typically public record tries to pair people together. So if it sees a Gonzalez and a Gonzalez that were attached to the property, those numbers and names get there. So you have to be asking, no, they'll say, no, that's not, that's not me or that's not my house or whatever. You said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, do you know who owns that house? Are you associated with the property at that address? Oh, that's my mom's house or that's my brother's house or whatever. You just have to start asking those questions up to them because they're just going to say no right out of the gates because it's not theirs. So you jump right. in asking a couple of those questions. Is that your mom? Would, would it be okay if I reached out to your mom? I noticed that she was trying to sell. Is there anything I could do to help? Start getting and earning their trust and ask them for some communication with the, per, with the party that owns the home. There's one, there's one point. Then That's awesome. The next one was if the wife doesn't pay attention or aggravated, forget it. One spouse enthusiastic, not the other. It's not going to happen. Well, that's part of the reason I did that. Because if you notice what Jeff did at the end, he said, we need to get your wife and you on a call. We need to sit down with everybody and do that. Because he knew I'm not the person making the decisions the wife is. So I may not be enthusiastic about it, but she makes the decisions. And if he's going to get us all together to get that listing, that's where he needs to go. He needs to get to that point. And if he can get everybody together, he's got a better opportunity. Because if she makes all the decisions, he's got it. And did you notice how I, I backed off totally? Do you guys notice that? I totally neutraled back. I took the off the hip, put off the throttle, hand off the throttle. And I did not push for a listing presentation. Okay. He just said, we need to regroup. We got to regroup. We got to regroup. You don't sell when someone's in regroup mode. You just help them regroup. So that's where that pivot came from, saying, I'm, pressure's off. I'm not going to push. If I pushed, I would have pissed them off and I would have blown the relationship. So I had to go back, regroup with him, and help them regroup and just enter their world. Yes, I just want to notice, see that you notice I didn't close for the appointment because it wasn't time, right? It was just looking to build that trust and see what I could do to bring some value to these guys there. You're going to hit objection after objection after objection, and that's kind of, I wasn't throwing really hard ones at ones at them because I wanted the dialogue to go so you can see the repeating and affirming, the questions, the just getting through that process. But you're going to get those objections and you just align with whatever direction it's going. If the direction is going regroup, 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 not the right time, regroup, regroup, regroup. Great. Let's help you regroup. Let's get everybody on a call and let's kind of get it together. Let's, let's see where you're at. Let's take a look at your interest rate. Let's see what equity you have. Let's look around the neighborhood. Maybe you can add something else in there. Like that's where you align to. And that's, that's part of the reason I was kind of trying to throw that out there so you can see the different directions. Not everybody's going to be the asshole and hang up on you. People are going to give you the time of day. And you yep. have to be, you have to know where to take that. And guys, you really need one or two a month. That's it. Okay. So take the pressure off. 
and go talk to them. There's, there's hundreds of FISBOs, there's dozens of expireds, and you just need one or two. So I hope this gave you some value, some content, some context, and just really takes the pressure off. And add this to your repertoire, guys. It's, it really absolutely works. No commission breath, and just go help people. That's the whole name of this game, is connect, connect, connect. And Curse, we're just, we're right on, right on the money, two o'clock. So great spending time with you again. Hey, brother. All right, see you guys. Thanks for watching, guys.